Samuel. So um, if you don't know Samuel, Samuel was a minister in training um, two months before the end of his training, praise God. And uh, we appreciate you sharing the word with us, Samuel. Uh, Beck's going to read this morning from the scripture. Good morning, everyone. Um, so we're reading from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 to 21. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us, his, given us of his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God that has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we pray? Father God, we want to thank you this morning. I don't know for one reason or the other, I just feel heaviness around this place, but yeah. My Lord, what love is this that pays so dearly? That I, the guilty one, may go free. Amazing love, oh, a sacrifice, the Son of God giving for me. My debt he pays, and my death he dies. That I 
my We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. What love it is to God that you choose to die for me. That your dying will set me free. What love is this? It's amazing, oh God, that me too, you've accepted me into your kingdom. It's not by might, it's not by strength, it's just by your grace. And as we come to your presence this morning, we ask for your leading. In Jesus' name, amen. We've learned from the beginning of the series how God loved us. To the extent that God sending his only begotten son as an atoning sacrifice for our iniquity. Whenever we think about God coming to die for us, it's much more simpler for me to reflect on some of the stories that are told in my African lens because there are instances in some communities where I come from where a misfortune may befall on a community. And because of what we believe, sometimes sacrifices are required in those circumstances so that those misfortune or calamities can be do away or will stop. And that gives me a very clearer picture of what Jesus really did. I remember there was one circumstance in the community where I lived where accidentally, within less than a week, four people died. And the whole community wanted a sacrifice and wanted a sacrifice so that out of this sacrifice the death will not be there anymore and we are part of that and we advocated against it that Jesus Christ has died once and for all and that gives me an, a fair idea of what Jesus really did for us. It sounds too barbaric, but there are some stories in my community as well where in history people really died. Not because they want to die, but because they offered their, their lives because of what was going on within a community that at that particular time needed a sacrifice. This is what Jesus did for us once and for all. I can't imagine myself offering my son to die. No. God's love did this for us. And this is very evident through the stories that we've been journeying through from the creation 
the fall, the redemptive act of Jesus Christ, and the recreation. And in fact, today's reading gives us a different perspective of knowing God, after knowing God, after giving our life to God, after moving to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, what really becomes our character? What should people see about us? And we are reflecting on the theme, transformation and change. After receiving Jesus Christ, after encountering the love of God, what should come out of our relationship? So how do we know that even God loves us is the question. And God sent his son to die as an atoning sacrifice for us sins. We don't deserve this. It is the art of self-giving love. And this is very evident in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that God himself giving his only begotten son as a living sacrifice for us, for our sin. The son of God died for us. And in God dying for us, we share in the sonship of God's son that we too are called children of God. And it is evident in the reading as we read in verse 7. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. So through this relationship, through our giving of our life to God, we carry the spiritual DNA of Jesus Christ in us. And as a matter of fact, we are people of love. So how do we know that God loves us? Again, God gives us his spirit who shares the resurrection life of Jesus with us. Jesus' life is a life of son loved by his father. Jesus shares with us his sonship. So we don't come in the presence of God with fear. We come to our father. We come to God who accepts us. We come to God who sees us as children, not as strangers. And verse 15 says, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them, and they in God. God's Spirit lives in us, and therefore we become part of God's family. What makes us different is that we carry the power and the spirit of God in us. And this is beyond our imagination that God chooses to love me. It gives me a clearer picture of who God is. Verse 10 says, This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to die for our sins. It is not that we love God, but God chose to love us. And out of this love, we see ourselves in the kingdom being part of this love. And it just gives me 
an assurance of who God is. Billy Graham, when he encountered this love, just said, just as the total beauty of the ocean cannot be understood until it is seen. Can I get a slide here? Just as the total beauty of the ocean cannot be understood until it is seen, God's love cannot be understood until you experience it. Until you possess it, no one can fully describe the wonders of God's love. It is so easy for us to describe the beauty of the ocean for someone to have a glimpse of what the beauty of the ocean looks like. But it becomes much more clearer when we ourselves experience the beauty ourselves. And this is how Billy Graham described God's love. It's very easy for us to describe it, but it's so difficult for people to understand what this love really means unless they experience it. Martin Luther, God's love is self-giving. He loves because it is part of God's nature. No external force requires God to do this duty. God's love is redemptive. Whoever believes shall live. God's love gives life. A new light. It saves us from death. This is how he sees God's love. It's a self-giving love. A love that is not something that God is learning to do. It's part of God's own nature. That God chooses to love and God loves because he is love. From the reading we read today. It is not because we are lovable. But rather an intentional act to rescue humanity from the bondage of sin. And the fear of punishment that comes with sin. There is no fear in love because perfect love casts away fears. Verse 18 of what you read today. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives away fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Fear has to do with punishment. But we are not punished but we have been freed. We have been accepted. We are the children of God. And the prospect of standing before the bar of God's punishment or judgment holds no terror or no fear to us anymore. For when the love of God is properly known, it calms our mind. And this love is what we carry as Christians. We show this love to the world because to the world, the love of God is like this image on the screen. Can I have the screen with the image? It's like this on the screen. For them, God is someone who always has in mind God always is the person who judges. God punishes people. God always has a wook ready to hang people who do certain or who led certain kind of life. 
to the world, when they see this image, this is the image that represents God for them. So people are even struggling to be part of this loving family simply because they still hold very high this image of God. God who is always ready to hang people up when they sin. But from today's reading, this is not true. God is love. This image is not the God that we have chosen to serve. And I like the kind of words that is normally said during our baptism. For you, Jesus died on the cross. Samuel, for me, Christ died on the cross. And I don't know about you, but that is very powerful. That God should mention your name, Terry, for you. Christ died on the cross. Think about it. Reflect on that. Yoy, for you, Christ died on the cross. And I think when we tend to personalize this, we see how really important we are before God. And John pointed out that we are the children of God. And as I said, because we are the children of God, we carry this DNA of Jesus Christ. And this DNA of Jesus Christ is a power of love that we too show love to the world. When we become Christian, the change and transformation that God really wants us to carry along is that we have been transformed, we have been changed to people of love. We choose to love just as God loves us. And John, 1 John, that's what we read, chapter 2, verse 6 said, Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Therefore, if Jesus is love, God wants us to also be a loving people. And John highlights the source of God's love. God's giving us his only begotten son. As I said, beginning, from the beginning, it is not easy. And we sometimes have to personalize it in our own lives and see if, for instance, there should be an instant, there should be a circumstance in our family, I know in the Western world, it might sound so barbaric. But when we go back to Africa, some of these things become very realistic to us. Because sometimes innocent people are allowed to go and serve for a sin that has been committed for a long time within a family. And sometimes there is, there is an instance, there is a ceremony, there is a, a cultural practices called trocosy system. You can find it out. <laughs> Where young girls, when the fetish priest diagnoses that there is a curse in a particular family, a young virgin girl will be asked to go into a shrine to serve the fetish priest all the day of his her life. It's so barbaric. And this is the kind of things that Lord Jesus Christ came as an atoning sacrifice for us out of the love that he wants, he has for us. He didn't want us to go through some of these practices. So he died for us. So that there wouldn't be no more sacrifices anymore. We don't have to kill animal, animal anymore. 
And I kind of think of all these things, thinking about just about my own African brothers and sisters who can't even have money to buy food to eat, let alone buying animals for sacrifices because of sin committed. Jesus Christ cut all these things, not because Jesus is superior, but because he chose to love you and I. And this love is what I'm recommending to you this morning. Dear friends, let us not love with words or speech, but with action and truth. Whoever says, I know him, I mean Jesus, but does not do what he commands, is a liar. And I think this is so, so confronting. If we choose not to love, we are liars. Because it is uncharacteristic of a Christian who claims to have accepted God of love, choosing not to love. Because God is love, the way the world sees us is out of the love that we show to the world. Isaiah gave it, gave it much more very clearer in Isaiah 53. We were all like a sheep gone astray. And Jesus came to rescue us. An innocent sheep on a cliff. That is the imagery of how Isaiah painted us. That Jesus welcomed us into the family as children of God. And he took us to the still waters. And he gave us the word. And now we are not alone. And John 4.15 says, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God and abides in him, God is in him. And he will journey with Jesus. The next image. We journey with Jesus. We journey with Jesus. The journey may be very dark. We may have so many differences, even within our congregation here, within our family, within wherever you find yourself. We have a lot of differences that we struggle with. And sometimes prevent us from even as a kid in this love, in showing this love to our neighbors and friends. But Jesus is journeying with us in all these dark times. Jesus is journeying with us in all this cloudiness of things that we are struggling with, even as congregation. Let alone even think about the world. Sometimes we struggle with even the mission, the priorities of our congregations, the things that we are struggling with. What should come first? What should come second in that categories? But in all this cloudiness of journey that we find ourselves in as people of God, God is holding our hands, journey with us, never leaving us. And from the image, you can see that there is a light showing at the end. That in all our differences, let love control whatever things that we are struggling with. God's love for us does not depend on our love. 
Rather, divine love matures among Christians through our love for one another. For this is love, that we walk in obedience to God's commandment. And as you have heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. It's not easy to walk in love, but this is the God we have chosen to serve. So if God is love, let's choose to be loving people. You may have a friend, you may have someone who may confront you (laughs) with unpleasant comments out of love. How do you receive it? Love is our character. Love is part of us. Whenever we come, we claim to be God's children. What should come out of us is love. We don't say things because our heart says we have to say it. We don't say things because we feel like we have to say it. We act out of love. It is this love that controls us. It is this love that drives our mission. It is this love that drives our evangelism. It is this drive that drives us to move forward to rescue people who are perishing. Out of love. Out of this love. So being loved by God moves us to also love one another. Why? Because God shows us the true love. How God is love. And knowing we are loved by God addresses all fears that hinders us from loving one another. And God makes others our brothers and sisters and tells us to love them. And I'm, this week I prepared this, but I was also reflecting on, uh, I know you might be very aware of um, this story of Emmettil, which happened in 1955, yes. And just last, last Wednesday or so, the, the, the one of the, those people who were involved in the killing of Emma Till died. And I, I prepared this in advance before, but the mother of Emma Till, when she was asked, do you hold bitterness against white men and women because your son has been killed? This is what she said. It is certainly will be unnatural for me not to hate them. Yet, I have to say I'm unnatural. The Lord gave me a shield that I don't know how to describe it myself. I did not wish them dead. I did not wish them in the jail. If I had to, I could take their four children because each of them do have two each as if they were my own. And I could love them and I could raise those children as if they are my own. I believe the Lord meant what he said. Love your neighbor as yourself. I don't know what you are reflecting on as you think about God's love. But another image that I want to show you is this. 
in our loving attitude or character to the world and to our neighbors, this love always creates, if you look into this image, the love that we show to the world, see the world as the clouds. Pave a way that people can walk through this path and through the love that we show to the world, the light is seen. So people can only encounter the light because First John, as the whole book, talks about two men big theme as God is light and God is love. And the other aspect about God is truth, but that stood out very well for me, is God is light and God is love. And it's only when we show the world the love of God that we possess that can pave way for people to experience the light of God. That I encourage you this morning, think about and reflect about the kind of love that you show to others. What drives your love? What drives you to speak for and against? What drives you to choose to do the way you are doing your things now? Is it out of God's love? Or it's something else? I challenge you this morning that the love that God gave us transforms us. And God wants us to also be transformed by this. And out of this transformation, we have to show to the world that we are people of love. We don't discriminate. We don't speak against people just because we have to. We act out of God's love. Shall we pray? I know there are some people who are struggling to love, not because they don't want to love, but because of experiences that they have been through, abusive experiences and relationships that they have been through. Father God, we just want to pray at this time for all those who are struggling to love, and even for us, O oh God, Times when we struggle to love others because of experiences that we have been through, oh God. Your word today reveals to us that you are love. And it is for us to also love others as you love them. Father, give us the power and enablement to choose to love our enemies as ourselves. That we too will show to the world your love. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.